Hi, you've found us here at the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon Podcast. Two best friends named Brandon talking all things geek culture, because let's face it, there's not enough of that out in the internet. What is one more? Well, I'll tell you what's one more. This is one more. This. You're listening to just that one more. This is your one more podcast about geek culture. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm Brandon. I'm Brandon as well. And um, it's the 34th episode. What else is good in the shape of a 34? Uh, A waist? Your age. My age. Well, you are 34. And this recording. And this podcast, yeah. And this recording is going to consist of a lot of ketchup. Uh, Not so much the condiment, but catching up with uh, the comings and goings of Comic-Con. Yeah, a lot of And a lot of new footage and trailers and just basically previews. Comic-Con is basically like a big preview fest nowadays. The same way that E3 is for video games, Comic-Con has sort of become that for TV and movies. Would you say a flag bearer? It is bearing that flag. I would not have, but now that you mentioned it, yes. Still no. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) But but we have more than that, too. I mean, yeah, tell them. (laughs) We we both saw Planet of the Apes. Together. Yes. Planet of the Apes. No, wait. War War. of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. The third in the... Planet of the Apes, freshly colon, Civil War. Of sorts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Angry Chimps? Well, maybe. We'll get into it. (laughs) Spoiler, dude. Spoiler. My ball. My ball. (laughs) My bad. My fault. (laughs) It's my fault. It's my bad. It's my ball. And uh, I also saw Baby Driver, and I want to talk a little bit about that. So some of the stuff we just mentioned, we're going to be spoiling. Some of the stuff we just mentioned, we won't be spoiling, but uh, we'll get get to that when when we get there very soon. So before we kick it into all things we love, you know, the comic stuff, the movies, the TVs, the games, we need to thank the people that are uh, helping us make this podcast possible for you, and thank you for listening. So won't if you like listening to us, then we trust that you'll like supporting our sponsors. We wouldn't just bring anybody on board just for the sake of getting money from them. No, or no, not, not at yeah. all. Yeah, we only really want to expose you to advertisers we feel have your best interest as our fellow geek friends and listeners. Yep. So, Brandon, that being said, who's making this episode 34 So possible? we actually have our several sponsors today, all among a similar theme. Our first is Comic-Con. Like the Comic-Con? Yeah, As the in... Comic-Con, yeah. Wait, you're saying... Comic-Con. Oh, I thought you were referring to Comic-Con. Like, oh, no. As in San Diego, no. which we were just... No, uh, I see I see the confusion. So this is Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yes. So, like... What, like an astrological celebration of, you know, meteorites and... What? No. Comet. That's no. what a comet is. is or, no, oh, this, oh. Is, this is this is Comet Con. It's sponsored by Comet, the cleaning product. And this is a, a, an entire trade show about cleaning products. But specifically from Comet. Yes. I've never seen more than just the one It's not a big show. Um, so Comet Con. Yes, but we have we have more. So let me get into the other ones. Um, the other one is, like I said, similar. This is Common Con. Common Con. Common Con, yes. Like, as in you and I have something in common, so we're going to a convention. No, man, you, no. This is a convention about the rapper Common. How, oh, what, rapper ha- slash actor Common? Yes, yes, exactly. So this is an entire convention where everyone comes and, and there's you know a bunch of common memorabilia. They rep the common movies i think he's coming out with a common comic book uh, hopefully he's there too yep but okay, you know so common con uh, we, that yeah, seems we've like got it's more. getting really fu- really there's we've got more. more yes this so, seems like it's getting really so finite le- no 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 uh, so the next one's kermit con kermit con yes our next sponsor is kermit con what the hell is kermit con kermit the, the frog kermit con kermit this isn't come on dude convention about kermit the frog you've never heard of this how are these a thing <sighs> okay uh, it's not the last one, so let me just keep going so we don't have to go into There's all this more. detail. Yes, the next one's Crumpet Con. As in like a, a tea? A, a yes, crumpets yes, like a scone? tea and crumpets. Yes, yeah. you're getting it, finally. I don't have to explain so this, this one. So this one, if I am getting it, then I'm thinking this one probably attracts a lot of our British friends. Yes, yeah, they don't let you in if you're not British. Oh, you have to have your passport then. Yes, and tea. You have to have a cup of tea with you. It's Cu- weird. A cuppa. You have to bring a cup of tea with you. The next one, though. So Crumpet Con. Yes. Uh, so we're, are we going up the ladder or down the ladder here? As far as like scale and, you know, scope and attendance. The next one's really big. The okay. next one is a worldwide conference. It's Bomit Con. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a, a weapons trade show. Bomit Con. 
Bomb it. Yeah. Vomit con. Yep. And we've got more. Of, of course we do. Uh, the next one is vomit con. That sounds gross. Well, it's not as gross as our last one, which is cumin con. Cumin? Like the spice that you cook I don't want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> thank you to all those cons. Yeah. Thank you to and our we, fake sponsors. And we are not we conning it. you when we tell you that these are real. <laughs> that and was it, a good dad joke you just threw in there. Thanks, man. Well, uh, you know, yeah. it's kind of part of my life now. Kind of part of being a dad. Yep. Now, now that that's out of the way, we thanked our fake sponsors. A lot of them. We one, two, multiple. It's a circuit of. I was going to count, fake but I lost interest. <laughs> yeah, me two. too. So there's a lot of them, and so uh, thank you to all of them. But I think it's time we kick into gear. Why and don't we? With that, we should probably just kick off right into our topic of the week. Yeah. Which is our spoiler-filled. There's your warning. Uh, review of War of the Planet of the Apes. The monkey people. What did you do this past Saturday night? Did you go out and tear it up with your friends, or did you, you know, hit the clubs, or did you watch a really long movie about monkeys? Monkeys. I. That's the latter. That's, that's what, what I did. We, that's what we did. And you know what? I like the fact that we're really now coming to the table two two nights later to discuss this because we didn't really exchange anything. I think the only thing that was exchanged after the movie was. Hey, do you want this remaining bag of popcorn? And I said yes. Which you said yes to. And then I tossed it in the trash after like three bites. Because <laughs> you're it, like, I am so done with this Yeah, popcorn. it did not taste as good as it did no. when the movie first started. Another long movie, Wonder Woman. Long. Spider-Man. How long was long. this one? It was too... We went in at 9.10, got out at like 11.40. So a good, like, really? felt like a good 2.20. Probably the movie itself between, you know, the previews and everything always seems a little longer. But I'd say this was a good 2.20, 2.15. It felt like it. Yeah, it unfortunately it did. It was very noticeable. I don't want to say that in a bad way. I think this was a good movie. Let's let's talk about the overarching. Kind of take it from the top. Yeah, let's take it from the top. I liked this movie. It was a well done movie. It really was well done. There's something about the Planet of the Apes that just does not grab me like I don't know a lot of other trilogies out there or any other geek inspired movie. Maybe if you put a cape on one of these monkeys and they became a superhero, I'd get into it a little bit more. So it's like, I really liked the overall movie, but it's the kind of movie that I'm not talking to about it to people once I leave the theater. Yeah. Does I that think, make sense? yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I kind of feel the same way out of the since I think back in 2011, when they gave this a reboot, um, well, I, not counting the Mark Wahlberg. Reboot. I was just going to say any of these movies are instantly better than the uh, Tim Burton, Mark Wahlberg yeah, that was fiasco. That really bad movie. That was super horrible. I remember when I was younger, I bought that movie for my parents as a gift. Because <laughs> you don't know what to buy your parents <laughs> when you're... I, no, you have no idea what to buy them when no, you're... No, it's like... I don't even remember how old I was. I was... Probably in the teens. Yeah, I was probably mid-teens or something. And it was just... I was like, oh, here's a movie they'd probably enjoy. And I'd seen it by that point, And I just didn't know any better. Well, when, you have, when you're 15 or whatnot, yeah. you have different. And, and you have no more than like 15 to 20 bucks to spend on your parents. Where do you think that movie is nowadays? Uh, I that guarantee they never watched it. It's Yeah. And it's probably for the better. Because if they watched it, they'd be like, we don't like our son. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> what an idiot. He doesn't even know us. That's why I generally, to this day, I do not buy my parents gifts. I just try to value time more than gifts because I'm like, yeah. what am I going to get my dad who has a lifetime of everything at this point? Right. And anything he, he would want, he would have. Yeah. And he can take point. care of himself. He makes more money than I do. Right. Asshole. Um, not you, him. Yes. Well, you're both kind of the same guy. You both hit me. <laughs> We're both assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are what you eat. Anyways, I did like at the beginning, it just had that quick little intro uh, through the subtitles kind of catching you up on what had happened and it made a point to emphasize rise of the planet of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did like that. I thought, oh, okay, yeah, just a quick little reminder of how we got to this point. And this supposedly takes two years, uh, takes place two years after the proceedings of rise, rise uh, of the planet, planet of the Apes, which yeah. was the second one and still my favorite one. Um, but yeah, to speak to your point from a few minutes ago, it's not like I can remember much about that movie though. I remember I liked it the most, Yeah. but you're not like, oh, did you see this movie or can you believe what happened here? You know, it's, it's like, I remember it being a good movie and, and when you watch it, you're like, there's not that much wrong with it. You know what I related to a little bit, like as far as on. good movies, but just nothing that's going to, you know, be knocking your socks off and you're going to be talking about with your friends uh-huh. sometime down the line. Kind of like the Bourne movies, all very well done. Yeah, a lot of good action, a lot of good performances. Very dry, very 
kind of quiet characters, but you don't really remember much from them at all. Right. You can remember some scenes, but that's it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that was a cool car chase. Or in this case, you're like, oh, that was a really cool escape or action sequence. Yeah. But ultimately, the whole movie, it does not have any sort of lasting impact on me personally, where I feel like there's some larger message or I feel like I was impacted or there's any emotion behind it there. I think they tried, they tried to bring a lot of emotion and I've actually listened to some podcasters talking about it and how they were emotionally affected by this movie. And they felt like there was uh, something that triggered some emotions for them. I just couldn't see it. I could see that point of view. I didn't feel that either, but I could see someone, but I couldn't imagine then letting that uh, affect follow me outside of the movie theater. Like I might just be affected yeah. while my eyes and senses are That's locked on point. the screen. But when I leave, you know, it's still not resonating with me. This was not a bad movie. I just want to say that we're not trashing it. At least I don't think so. Yet. <laughs> well, there's some, yeah, there's some things to dislike. This was not a bad movie though. I just personally couldn't really connect with it. And sad to say the second half of the movie, maybe even a little bit before that was just kind of boring. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the good stuff. For me, I mean, this is like kind of no duh, but it's worth being said. The graphics. The gra- Well, yeah. Oh, it's- I thought that... Sorry, go ahead. But all that, that kind of intertwines to what I was going to say is Andy Serkis' performance was, again, amazing. Yes, it that, was. That, that, just that scowl he has the whole movie. Yeah, hey, where his brow is a little bit low and his like kind of nose is curled, like, and he always looks a little bit angry, but also just in charge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually he's remember an alpha thinking sure. that exact same thing, is that he he does. He plays the alpha really, really well, but he also plays a father figure character that you can connect to and really actually like to watch. Yeah. And that's all Andy Serkis. I mean, that guy's amazing at that Yeah, stuff. he's awesome. Let's face it. He... And the graphics made it possible. I, I They had a lot... I don't know if you noticed in the directing, they had a lot of close-ups of the apes and every time they did, I remember just thinking, and maybe that's what maybe what pulled me out of the story almost is because I was constantly reminded how good of a quality the graphics were. Yeah, they made it look good right from the beginning of this third, essentially, go around with the series uh, back in 2011, the one with James Franco, and then uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and War for Planet of the Apes, no less excellent uh, with the quality. Another- Always stunning. The visuals are just stunning very cool pointing out some more positives a lot of times less is more and mm-hmm. this one i think was the most heavy focused on the apes of the three i really feel like right. there's as little human screen time as possible and there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie right of course much of it more dialogue is subtitled through the chimp signing than anything else i don't really remember this in the previous two but i really like in this one caesar could speak to his fellow apes right and then they would respond to him in signs so it's because he's obviously the most intelligent of them right yeah and he was also around humans more so he was able to pick up the language the same reason the 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 monkey from the zoo was able to pick up the language as well is because he was always around humans bad ape his name was yeah yeah and the other the other apes were not around humans as much so they're only learning english from each C- other C- through caesar pretty yeah. much and and so the rest of them are of course doing the and their 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 um speech might not be as capable yeah I, I follow you as um as as caesar 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 you know and i'm looking for positives you know one thing i, I i'm kind of scraping here for me one of the things that i do like is we were talking about the emotional piece of it and i wanted to just say i you know you had mentioned that you felt the emotion at the time, but it was not lasting. And I feel like that's kind of the way this entire movie is for me, where while I'm watching it, I'm feeling exactly what the director and the writers are trying to convey. You feel the emotion, you feel the, you feel Caesar losing his son and you feel his son um, feeling estranged from his father. And you feel the pain that, that these apes are feeling as they're, they're treated like slaves and you feel the anger in them against whatever the ba- I don't remember the villain's name at all the colonel bob we'll call him bob yeah um played by colonel woody. bob what's that played by woody harrelson yeah can we just call him colonel woody sure okay so you know you felt that anger for them 
or for Colonel Woody and all those soldiers, but you just didn't walk away with much more. And in the end, should I spoil this like yeah, this? Yeah, it's okay. In the end, everyone dies anyway. <laughs> yeah, kind of a letdown. And it was. And so they another thing that they did that I really did like is they built up to this greater story, and then they just washed it away under snow. Pretty Does much. Does that make sense? You know, and I felt like, okay, well, they, I feel like they had more that they could have fleshed out there, and they didn't. Because ultimately, you go into this movie the entire time thinking Woody Harrelson's character is the villain. Really, because we know the outcome of all of these movies, right, From for the original Planet of the Apes movies, we know that Woody Harrelson's character actually was right. You know what I mean? Because all of, because the simian... The uh, simian flu. The simian flu was making it so that certain humans were were uh, they're they're turning more primal animalistic primal thank you and it's they, like we were switching places with them yes they stopped speaking and you know from the the past movies that that's the that's what happens to humans is they stop they lose their capability to speak and, and this was the first time they explained it more in depth and yeah. it attached some personalization to it because his son mm-hmm. uh, the little girl that they kind of adopt and then he himself did gets he know it. he he was no Okay. Well, he didn't know that doll had that, but he knew it was happening as it was happening. Hence, why he was. Hence, why he shot himself. Yeah. Well, that doll was keen. Uh, yes. Yeah. That w- that was a good little. It was subtlety, good, but it almost made you feel like you wanted that. You wanted this guy to. to yeah. To it, die. You wanted him to suffer because he's just such an asshole. But then you're like, oh, but he was right though. <laughs> yeah. In he's he's right run, for the wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah. He knew that he had to wipe out. Every single human that had that simian flu virus before it spread because it was easily spreadable. And if it spread throughout the entire world, then humans would lose kind of their ability to be humans. Yeah, they lose their place on the food chain. They become mm-hmm. second to the apes. Yep. It wasn't a bad story. I never felt the title. Where was there a war? There was yeah. a battle at the end for like 10 minutes, and it wasn't really even apes fighting the humans. It was human on human because there was a different warring faction coming but that, to... But that wasn't a point. That wasn't even a part of the real movie. Yeah. Was that, that war only showed up at the very end, and like I said, it was, was a washed battle. away under snow. It was just a battle. And so this whole war with the with the apes, it just didn't exist. It didn't materialize at all. It, on... was, it was a much more confined story, which I, I like. Yeah. Because it was basically them being captured and kind of forced to work and build this wall, but and why were they building the wall to reinforce for the impending attack from yes. the other because remaining army people that want to take Colonel Woody out because of his tactics? Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, so See, that and just he knew it was coming. That wasn't a strong argument for me. Uh, and here's the thing that I, the one thing I did say to you after the film, what I didn't understand, why did go after caesar yeah if he yeah yeah no yeah when you brought that up i was like yeah wait why so so maybe he needed him to be in captivity if he planned to enslave the apes but he didn't want to enslave the apes he was just doing that to antagonize caesar that's why he because he just went to kill him first and then he wanted him captured i don't understand his motivations they were all over the place as related to his character and caesar they really kind of did not i thought about it after you mentioned it and i think that I think that what he wanted was he wanted to capture the apes and enslave them so that they can build the wall that he knew he had to build. And he couldn't and do he that needed the with, workforce without to do Caesar it. gone. And he went after Caesar to do it because uh, he thought that once they lost their leader, their leadership would just fall apart. Okay. But here's the thing. Then when he captures him, why does he keep him alive? Inconsistent with his own reasoning up exactly. to that point. Yeah, that was and a little frustrating. There is a there is a piece that I understand where maybe once he captured him, he figured, oh, I could use this by knocking down the leader that they all look up to. Yeah, that it's more incentive for them to work harder, and I think that's probably what the writers were going with. But at the same time, you're kind of like, well, wait, you were going to kill him earlier. Now you have him dead to rights. Why don't you just kill him? I read one review beforehand. Yeah. And it was a kind of a spoiler-free review, but the overarching theme is this guy. He was like, blah 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 blah, good movie, stunning visuals, emotional depth, and I swear I I don't have this up in front of me, but and it said at the end, leaving room 
for more installments in the franchise. What? Not no. really. This was pretty no. tightly wrapped up by the end. Again. They're not planning on making a fourth one. Where right? would they go from here? Like piece of the apes in their desert colony? I mean, they'd have to create a new conflict of some sort. Nah, but, I, I think this but franchise... But with Caesar gone... Yeah, exactly. By the way, you, he died. Sorry. And you know... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. It was kind of soft. A soft... Like what? He took an arrow to the side, but maybe he was just so battle-worn. Well, he took an arrow, but I mean, if you take an arrow and you don't treat it right away... And you travel all that way. It you're you're you know you probably have internal Just bleeding, bled and, out, yeah, essentially. So I mean, with him gone, the apes are now settled in a location that looks similar to what the old movies were. Yes, uh, there was a lot. I mean, from the very first one of these, the one with James Franco to to now, there were some just little callbacks and little like nods to the previous uh, original Charlton Heston style ones. Yeah, I did like that. I did not understand. I think this is another thing that you would agree with me on. Where the hell were they? So two years ago in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, they're outside of San Francisco, like outside of yeah. and uh, Mere Woods and whatnot. So this is two years later. They probably travel a little bit because Caesar's on the run because he knows he's being mm-hmm. pursued. But then if you watch just like a, a half hour of of scene changes in this movie, oh, they go into the, the by snow. the beach. And oh, then yeah, all beach. of a sudden it's snowing, and then on a what assumed to be a day's travel after the conflict of man versus man, then they're in a desert. It's like, are, are you guys time travelers? Or are yeah. you guys like, do you have a portal? So, Did not understand. That. Like literally, when they're following the convoy back to their operating base, it's a sunny beachy day. And then the next scene, it's blizzardy blizzard. Snow. Yeah. And so maybe that's just of, part of the post-apocalyptic for landscape. The thousands of listeners out there, <laughs> Thank who you. don't know, we are from the area of California where this movie should have been taking place in that According to Northern own... California Redwoods area, right? That's where the monkeys are living in the Redwoods. Yes. And we know the, we know what it's like here and in no way that is not in, in even a two day horse ride. <laughs> do you get that big of a swing from a nice beach to uh, to snow, and then two days later, you are in the desert. That just doesn't exist. That was just really noticeable. Is that uh, a critical eye? Maybe, but if you noticed it, I noticed it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, we can't be the only ones. That was just a little... I remember uh, saying out loud, I was like, it's snowing? I'm like, what? Yeah. Where did they go? All in all, I mean, there's not much more to talk about f- from my point of view. I mean, I like the little girl edition. I do. Her... She added some heartwarming feel. Yeah, and, and Caesar like didn't want her, but he, he's he's a good leader. He was uh, yeah, he, he was on he display really was. again. Um, I like how he was dealing with the flashbacks of Koba, the the uh-huh. rogue ape, um, you know, who tried to usurp him in the yep. last one. And yeah, as soon as his son was on screen, because he was kind of a pivotal character in the last one. As soon as he popped up on screen on this one, I was like, oh, he's gone. I, yeah. It was very. I, I didn't think about it, but yeah, and his wife. That that was sad, but and you know that's. But and him, so it's just as well. And that's where I felt like, oh damn, he killed, he killed his wife and his son, and luckily his young young son, yeah, uh, was was okay. But I felt that at the time, but then kind of forgot about it later on in the movie. Like it just wasn't an issue for me, so it didn't really hold the emotional weight I thought it did. And maybe it's because we just didn't have the time to really feel for those characters. I don't know. Good movie. Just didn't really pull me in that much. I was really digging it at first when they had that first, you know, firefight and uh, the apes are throwing the spears and whatnot. That was awesome. I thought the movie just really lost any forward momentum it had once Caesar gets captured. Yeah. It just really slowed down after that. You know what it reminded me of is, um, it, it it went from sort of this action movie into this um, Schindler's List type yes. movie. It had a very, very much a feeling like that. Yeah. yeah good call. I, I, you know, and, and if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the movie, you're kind of like, I don't understand that at all. But in the whole, what seems like a concentration camp, it where the colonel seems sort of like one of those top Nazi guys who just doesn't give a shit about any of the apes and will kill them sight unseen... It just it was very reminiscent of something that you might see out of a World War II movie. That way, that way, it's almost like by connecting those dots, I felt more emotional weight. But and maybe that was the point. But ultimately, that's not what the movie was about, so it doesn't stick with me. 
Yeah, this movie is not a, a stay with you movie. All in all, it's hard for me to say it was really worth anything more than like if I was to give this a number, which I feel like this is the best way to go. A seven. It was a, a seven. It was good. You know, I'd be right there with you. Yeah, I liked it. Not a bad movie, but just... And it's getting in the 90s on oh, Rotten actually, Tomatoes. And... I'm glad you said that. Do you mind if I... Has it do... gone down? No, no, no. Check this out. Well, I don't know. But as it stands right now, do you remember like many moons ago, we just did a quick little fun thing of who liked it better? We did that a while ago. You that was me fun. An- you're asking me So let's just... We don't guess? have to... Yeah, just for this movie. I would guess that critics like this better than fans. Would you guess that you're right? Yes, I would. Yeah. I think this was more of a critic movie. It wasn't, it's not far off. 94, 94%. That's of, really good. But wait, let like me guess it. what users are. Okay. So you know it, the critics are more, but how much more? I would say users are 88. 87. Oh, okay. So yeah, a little 7% swing. I would still, I would still be among those reviewers given a positive score because to me, you know, that's still a positive score, just yeah. not, you know, flying colors. Right. I, not something that you're going to go and tell all your friends and it's not going to be a topic of conversation. At but the it's water something you would still like base 20 minutes of a podcast about. Apparently. Apparently. And we have done that. Well, that was fun. I say we move on to a new topic. Let's talk about movies. We did just talk about a movie. Yeah, but let's talk. I, I, I know, let's put, just... make a movie category, a non-monkey movie topic of the week movie just play the music i hate when you see movies without me that being said what'd you think of the (laughs) baby driver yeah what'd you think of the last movie you saw without me baby driver i think it was so much better without you Mm -hmm. so how without spoiling anything (laughs) i only want to spend a few minutes on this because i don't want to go into too much detail but i did see it and it does, in my opinion, it does live up to the hype it's getting. As we have talked about in some of the previous podcasts, I'm a sucker for when a movie or a TV show uses good music and builds that into the story and into the characters and into the directing and and to really push a certain point forward or um, to really just add a bit of emotion or feeling of adrenaline in an action sequence and based on the fact that you're bringing them bringing that up i'm guessing this movie did that very very astute you are you're smart i pay attention when you talk i appreciate that so without any spoilers this entire movie is based on a character that we know as baby baby is uh, a driver for a uh, let's just say a, a gang of a small gang of criminals that do heists and bank robbers bank robberies they do, yeah. <laughs> they do. actually well not they might do bank robbers as well don't spoil anything and uh he's seen as just like this an amazing driver and the action sequences in this movie prove how amazing of a driver he is and it has some of the best car chases that you will see in film and the best part about it is the character himself is always listening to headphones and everything he does is to his own soundtrack. He's got multiple iPods that he carries with him at all times. He's always listening to music and he's he's very smart, he's very astute and even with his headphones in, he can still understand and hear what's going on around him and he absorbs it all. And every single car chase every single interaction there's always music behind it somehow and that's kind of what drives this kid forward the whole plot is laced with this love story and you know uh, not this isn't really a spoiler but he's he's getting to the point where he wants to get out of the criminal life and he wants to 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 follow this love that he met and he's having a hard time doing that because when you're wrapped into the wrong crowd they don't really like that and so uh, to wrap it up i'm just gonna say definitely see it if you like fun movies that don't take themselves too seriously with a soundtrack that is fun and upbeat and just overall awesome you'll like this movie and it's worth pointing out that the director and writer to this in fact this was the entire brainchild of edgar wright oh do you know who edgar wright is indeed i do do you I do. He did like Hot Fuzz and 
Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver. <laughs> Boiler free review. Good done, job, man. Done. Like we had mentioned earlier at the top of the podcast, San Diego Comic-Con has come and gone. A and whale's vagina. Yes. Thank you, Ron Jewell. <laughs> that was actually a sweet name. Ron Jewell. Ron Jewell. Kind of sounds like a porn star. It should be. I like it. Movies. Sorry. Go ahead. Have Continue. previews. Um, we got some new stuff like Ready Player One and a Netflix exclusive movie we might talk about, but also more trailers to movies that already have had that we've trailers. already seen. Yeah. yeah, but like second or third. Yeah, trailers coming out now. Like trailer B. Uh, anyways, Thor, Ragnarok, new trailer, Justice League, new mm-hmm. trailer, and what, what do you want to talk about? Where let's, should we? You start? know what? Let's start with exactly what you just mentioned. Let's let's mention Thor and justice league so thor ragnarok looking pretty cool it does it's i i don't know it looks a little more guardians than thor i was just about to say i don't know if the movie's going to be like this but the trailers are sure trying to say hey look we're quirky and funny now it does seem like they're trying to get away from the tone set by the last one at least yeah, and, and this time, I mean, it's kind of nice because we've been seeing movies without Thor and the Hulk, and they've just been absent from some of the recent Marvel movies, and now we finally get to catch up with them, and what seems to be almost like a buddy... It does seem... I don't want to say buddy cop, but that's just where my mind goes, but like a buddy movie. Yeah, I feel, I feel you, like a Tango and Cash. Although they, in this trailer anyways, if it's set in any kind of table for later, which the movie does come out in November... It seems like it's equal parts Banner and Hulk. Which is great. And Hulk talks in this one. Yeah. They they showed like more than just a, like a doing almost like conversations. Yes, that was the word I was gonna Which use. is interesting. Different. We'll see how it plays out. I wanna be like, no, oh, that doesn't work for me because I don't know. I haven't seen the context. Right. I don't know. Uh hopefully it's better than the second one. The second one was not yeah. anything to really write home I about. I think it will be. It at least I, I of course I'm just speculating. But it looks like it's got a decent story. We get a couple of characters that if they turn the humor up just a little bit on each of them, that it might add enough charm to whereas you get a good mix of the action and the charm and the comedy. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be better than this. This is going to be one of the last movies they have, minus Black Panther and maybe something else, which I'm not aware of at the moment, that they're going to have leading into Infinity Wars. So they're going to have to do a little franchise building on this one and piecing together more of the eventual this is where we're all headed kind of story. I wonder if this is going to tail into that in any kind of more direct way because a lot of the other stuff hasn't really, you know, you get like an Infinity Stone story which sort of ties in to that that grand, what do they call it? The the gauntlet? The, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet story. Yes. Thank you. I'm drawing a blank on that. It's okay. And um, I wonder if this has anything to do with either a piece of the gauntlet or some hor- somehow more direct story. We'll have to wait and see. Okay. I'm intrigued by the villain, played by Kate Blanchett. Oh yeah, yeah. Some type of evil sorceress. I'm not. I know the look, and I know that character. And she has that big henchman guy that follows her around. I forget the names, but cool. The less I know about someone, sometimes the easier it is to accept. Because you're not holding anything like any preconceived ideas of what that character should be so what you see on screen is what you accept that character to be and then sometimes that's just better you know who just again just based on the first trailer now this most recent one that came out i'm excited the most for loki like where does he go he's a wild card yeah but now they show him and so in the first trailer they didn't really show him much but in the second trailer they show him he's alongside thor doing little you know he has his own agenda of course yes of course yeah so i'm intrigued to see where he goes Thor Ragnarok, November something. Good. Also in November. Justice League? Justice League. Yeah, we saw a new trailer for Justice League, and I have to admit... What's your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway from Justice League was that we are back on Themyscira for a moment. Yes. Which wasn't in the first original trailers. Right. And so being that I'm a real big fan of Wonder Woman, that was actually good to see that they're tying it into that universe. And it's almost like they're the ones that are making this discovery or the this overarching impending doom comes to them first. Yeah. Like, well, because it comes into that... Um, the veil or whatever? I don't remember. That building where the sword was. Yes. And, right? The god killer. The god killer. And so we see Steppenwolf pretty much 
come into play on Themyscira somehow. I don't know much about Steppenwolf. I so I don't, don't know what to expect from him. Mm-hmm. I know that he was teased in Batman v Superman. I don't remember that. It was in a um okay, it was either in a deleted scene that they showed him. Oh, was it when Eisenberg said, "Oh, the bells have rung and he's coming" yes, or something like and that? And that's what they're talking about, is Steppenwolf. And I can't remember if it was a deleted scene or if it was a um after credit scene, but they they do tease at him somewhere along the lines. It's weird. It's not weird. It's just noticeable to me that they're going with someone that I really don't know much about instead of like a Brainiac or I heard like the hot rumor was Dark Side's coming or something like that. You know, one of these world enders, planet mm-hmm. consumers who has a massive army. Well, I think Dark Side has to has to have a, a role in this somehow because those bug creatures are in this again. And aren't those Dark Siders? That's was that's what I thought, but. Dude, they're going to be taking so many liberties with this, as the yeah. previous have already showed. Yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway, good catch, by the way, from you, is that Aquaman is a cowboy. When, uh, no, he's a surfer cowboy. <laughs> my bad. Make sure to get that right. So that, I, you know, in summary of Justice League, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm which, the opposite. I The more I see of this, oh, really? the more I'm just like, it's, it looks like another Zack Snyder film that's going to be all over the place. And it's just, it's going to be the hard, freaking The hard long part is, is the, with the, way too much exposition and yeah. blank stares at the camera. You're, you're probably going to be right. Cause the trailer for, um, Batman V Superman looked amazing. And then was sh- the movie was shit. And then suicide squad looked amazing. And then that was shit. And so this looks amazing. Does not mean it's going to be any good as we have. So yeah, we'd you're, be you might be right. to not learn that. Yeah. I, I just, I'll see it, but Based on the trailer, if a trailer, like I've said this before, if a trailer's job is to get you excited, it's not working for me. See, it did work for me, but doesn't mean anything about the movie. We shall see. Last, or no, second to last. Potentially last. You know what? Let's just real quickly. Quick. Mention before we get into, I want to talk about Ready Player One trailer a little bit, but let's just really quickly mention the Bright movie from Netflix that came out at Comic-Con. Yes. So Netflix has an exclusive full-length feature with Will Smith. It's funny, man. I mean, these are, I mean, you watch this bright trailer and you're like, this belongs in a theater. And so why are they bringing it just to Netflix? And I think that's, I mean, Netflix's whole thing is like, we've got so much money to throw around. Let's just, let's give theaters a run for their money, which is So it's funny crazy. you mentioned Suicide Squad. This is from David Ayer. I know. Who did I Suicide Squad. And you notice they showed in the, the trailer from, you know, the creator of no creator director yeah, of director of suicide squad i would put that last because they still have other movies like uh fury and um what's the end, end of, of watch, watch. and yeah. this has a you know what this movie has a it looks of? like end of watch it looks like bit. end of watch with men in black like it's gonna be a little goofy yeah. and they're intermixing worlds basically so there's alien races aplenty in what looks to be los angeles or something like that it kind of reminded me because there was like fairies and stuff it reminded me of uh, a wolf among us you know ah, yeah. where it's like there's a real world and then a uh, a magic world and they're somehow crossing over. I don't know. It it looks like a really cool concept, but seeing who's directing it and I, I don't know if you wrote it or anything, but it makes me question whether their execution is going to be any good. We'll see what it's all about coming December twenty second, I believe it said. And okay. Ready Player One. Very excited for this. I really didn't know much about this just title. I know it's from a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mutual friend of ours actually told us, well, told me, maybe you already knew about it, but I found out. I knew about the book. I actually. See, I really didn't. You're talking about Jackie? Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, she doesn't like her name on this podcast. So Barbara. Barbara. I actually was telling her about Ready Player One that's really big in geek culture, but admittingly, I've never read it. Me neither, Um, and it makes me want to go read it. Yeah. It really does. And Steven Spielberg is doing it. And he's not just putting they're not just putting his name on it he's directing it yes exactly so and that's exciting that's gets the benefit of the doubt and so she goes oh i, I want to read it and of course she's huge into reading in general so she goes and reads it and she's like oh it's an amazing book and then she's like you got to read it and i was like no i'm too busy make playing video games so i'll wait until the movie comes out like i always do and it's all we know is 2018 yeah and it but it does look good that you notice there's a familiar Visually, face looks- did you notice it the Iron Giant was in there. Yes. Well, and because it says like the pop culture phenomenon. So it's going to hopefully everything it gets permissions from 
Like if everything that sh- maybe is potentially in the book shows up on screen, you'll just be like point like a kid pointing out stars, like oh there's yeah. that one, there's that one, and I love that stuff. So Who voiced I, the Iron Giant? I think it was Vin Diesel. Good, good knowledge. Was it right? It okay. was. Yeah. I actually text Jackie and said, "Do you remember if the Iron Giant was in the Ready Player One book?" And she says she doesn't remember. And then she actually saw that and asked her friend Sydney, who also read the book and he couldn't remember either so i don't know if they threw that in just for the cinematic piece of it or what and who knows a lot of things that show up in trailers never end up on the actual film itself that would just that would be kind of jacked up if they're like look we have the iron giant in here and then he's nowhere in the movie Psych. <laughs> Psych. ready player one has me wanting to see that movie for sure yeah. and i'll probably read the book between now and then i need to read a book it's been a long time since i've read a book there's no time to read books overwatch is calling yeah, that's true. So let's hurry up and get this th- yeah. thing done so we can go play. So we just talked about a whole bunch of movie trailers that came out at Comic-Con. Obviously, not all of them, but that was on purpose. We didn't want to talk about all Selective, of them. Yes. Some of them we didn't give a shit about, like the stupid Saw movie. That no, no, Jigsaw. Itself. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We so, need another one of those, please. <laughs> God, no, we don't. No, I was being We ironic. don't. And uh, Wait, But there can't... was more trailers. Yeah. And I want to get into those, but the, all those trailers were about TV, so I say we kick into our TV. TV, yes, thing. thank you. Yeah, I was pointing at you. Biggest one of which, which is deserving of the the first mention, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things season two. Uh, we had a, basically an announcement trailer a while back, and this one actually showed some in-depth. I love the arcade scene. Just, again, it's looking like, hey, we know what worked the first time, yes, and we're coming back. I'm hoping that it's not too much, though. Yeah, that's because fine. Because I know they're trying to get that late 80s, early 90s feel in this, and I'm, I'm, I, I, they kept on showing that, and I'm hoping that they don't push it too hard. I don't want the nostalgia forced down my throat. I want it subtly felt. And I think the first one did that perfectly. And I imagine, I trust the people. I, you know what? I do too. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. They've earned my trust after one season. Uh, yeah, there's nothing more to say than just it looks freaking amazing. Eleven is back. Eleven is back. She's in the upside down, as far as we know, at least. But when, it could be episode four but by the time we finally see her. We I, I, That's the, the glory of it. And that's why I love Netflix so much when there's something that you want to see so bad and then you don't have to wait week to you week. You could just keep going through it. You if could you hibernate for a weekend. It, you can binge it. Yeah, I imagine I'm just going to set aside that Call weekend. Sick. Hyped up for that. Again, yeah. I said this in our last recording, October 27th. That's going to be a great day. I wouldn't mind. What, what day is that? It's a Tuesday. It, I think all media is on t- releases Wouldn't it be kind of cool if we just took Planned the day, day off, off and then we just watched them all? I don't see why we shouldn't. I mean, what is this? Probably like 13 episodes or so. The last one 13, was 10 15? or oh, 8 really? eight or 10. Oh, we can easily get that done. Knock it out. Nice. Knock this mother out. Yeah, well, if we do that, and... we'll have to give a non-spoiler review if we knock it out that fast because nobody else is going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things. Season, season two. two. Let's do it. Looking great. Also on the Netflix tip. The Defenders. Next month. Yeah. August something. We get all the greats and then one of the decents. <laughs> mediocre yeah we get we get luke cage in there um unfortunately we got iron fist but and, it means him getting to meet luke cage which is cool so yeah. it's worth it on that front I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole it's like getting the band back together yeah but they've never been together so before. we know sticks in it as well uh-huh um it has something to do with the hand i still obviously don't they always do i kind of am getting tired of that villain oh but, and then um isn't sigourney weaver I was the just going to say, yes, I don't know anything about her, and I want it to stay that way. I mean, we could probably just like find out her character's name and then go research that on some you know, uh, comic wiki. Nope, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I want it to be a mystery. What's her connection to the hand? Uh, Electra's in it. She's talking to Electra in it. So obviously, you know, at the end of Daredevil Season 2, they had Lazarus or resurrected via the Lazarus Electra. That was the last, basically, thing we see. And so... Is she going to be able to turn back? Is she, how human is she going to be? How much of herself, you know, is she going to be? Yeah, um, she'll be a cool villain if she's turned kind of totally evil badass. Yeah, because we know she has the abilities. I don't want them to do the whole thing where they like appeal to her and they're like, "I know you're in there." Yeah, that's you a little know, overdone that, by now. I, I feel, I feel the same way. I, I don't want that. I want her to just be evil, and even if they try, 
but it doesn't work, I'm like, okay, cool. I like that. Like, let's just, just make it so that she's pretty much dead to them at this point, but totally evil. I and that's a, that's a good, interesting villain. I would like that very much. Not much more to say than just got to play a little bit of a waiting game a few weeks and we'll be able to binge that. What else? Do we want to go retro or do we want to go cool and nerdy? Your, your pick. Let's go retro. So you're referring to um, an old Nicktoon that is... Yeah. Like after 20 some odd years is resurfacing. Yeah, so Rocco's Modern Life has a new trailer that uh, shows the characters with what seems like the exact same voices. Except for Philbert. Are you sure? Okay. He it did, seemed to me it didn't it, sound the same. Granted, like you said, it was 20 years ago... the same. It doesn't it sound like the same It sounded very similar. But... Um, we see uh, Rocco and Heifer and whatever, Filbert, the mm-hmm. turtle. And, um, and what was his dog's name? The one that ate... Sharky? No. No, that was Eek the cat. <laughs> anyway. Spunky. Maybe. I'm I pretty sure Spunky. But they, you know, they're, we see their characters and then it's basically a giant commentary on them getting used to the Oh, like the a two-minute satire for the yes, modern... The, the way it is in modern times in 2017. And it shows them going to what is their version of a Starbucks and then going right next door to another one. And then it shows them getting their O phones, which is obviously making fun of the iPhone and then and, like a monster energy drink and then another energy drink thing. And so I felt like it, the trailer, okay. So the idea of it got me excited, but the trailer didn't because I didn't think any of what they were saying was very funny. No, it trailer. just wasn't that funny. It was like almost like oddly depressing and like very like dark comic. And I never felt that Rocco's Modern Life, looking back on it, was a good fit on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And now the fact that it's still on Nickelodeon, how many of years later, it seems kind of misplaced. Like yeah. Almost like Adult Swim would have been better off picking it up or something oh, like that. That's a good that. point. That been, and it would allow them a lot more liberties to play homage to the old retro version of it while being new and updated and, and almost a little, a little bit, bit... I don't want to say dirty or raunchy. Risque. Because, but, but it allows them to take more adult themes yeah but But after the end of this trailer i was like oh cool when i heard they're bringing it back i was like Uh cool but then watching this trailer, i'm like "Eh, maybe it's honestly what's ever as good yeah how many ever years later i to be honest i doubt either of us will probably watch it probably not you know what i'm more interested in westworld season two hell yeah and that trailer doesn't say much of anything nope except you get the idea that shit's gone down yeah like the inmates are running the asylum. There's a lot of dead people. And we can trying assume to escape. a lot of them are humans. Yes. Because we are seeing a lot of the... Uh, okay, so this is going to be sort of a weird spoiler season one. Let, let us just say that right now. Which you should have watched it by you now. You should have watched it by now. So Don't blame us. Fault. Yeah. So we noticed that a lot of the humans are dead. And a lot of the... What are they called? Uh, the, the Hosts. The hosts, thank you. Are attacking the humans outright yeah we're seeing uh i'm not gonna forget his name but um albert bernard morris oh okay who's albert morris um the guy anthony hopkins okay i forget his character's name uh his master plan unveiled and he's basically like you want to take away what's mine nope yeah you can't have it and so i want i have a feeling this whole season we're gonna obviously things are gonna unravel right like they did in the se- in the season previous to this and it'll be satisfying i'm sure but i have a feeling that there's there's got to be some sort of crazy twist to what we cuz we expect it to be oh this was all a, the creator's plan and now this plan is taking shape but there's probably something hidden among that plan that we're not expecting a lot of mysteries still out there and yep. of course they intentionally closed on a you know the the, the man, in, man black, in black is that kinda, what uh, William. Yeah, remember that that was a good swerve. It, it turned, was a good swerve, but it was also like okay, they don't look anything alike. That was that was kind of the hard part to buy in on. Yeah, uh, but they show him and he's all diced up and cut up, and who knows what his and he his, does that stupid little like oh, I'm, I've got blood all over me, but then I'm gonna hint of a smile, and yeah. then it's like Westworld season two. Yeah, so check it out if you haven't seen it yet. We don't know when it's coming out. I'm assuming. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I th- hope this year, based on the run of season one, it should yeah. be this year. Uh, they're obviously going to let Game of Thrones run its course, and then hopefully we get this sometime between 
the conclusion of this season of Game of Thrones and the conclusion of this year. That would be smart on HBO's part. Yep. Those were the trailers that really were worth mentioning. Gosh, we have so much great TV coming our way. Yeah. And it's so awesome that we have people who have accounts that we can siphon and stream their stuff. Yep. Hooray. Speaking of, yes. Um, when it comes to HBO, I, I really don't want to get into too much detail, but it's worth mentioning that we both watched together the uh, premiere of season seven of oh, Game yeah. of Thrones. That's a, that's a landmark event this summer. Where were you? I was with you. I was too. You were just so into the show, you don't even remember. No, I kind of just have very tunnel vision at that moment. And and what a great start to the a, season. It was a good that opening scene yep. was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh episode two, which you'll get to when you can, uh you know, every episode really has to matter. Well, there's only seven episodes this season. So And then yeah. eight the following and then the show's wrapped up. I mean, this is no surprise. You're not hearing that for the first time, obviously, here if you're a th- fan. And so everything just feels really impactful. Mm-hmm. There's so many people and moving pieces as many like for every two deaths in game of thrones like three bursts you know yeah it's like a hydra well i mean in and this so there's case, so though, many characters to keep up with and what their motivations are and it ties it together so well and makes them feel like everybody matters and the impending you know congregation yes, everything's getting closer and closer closer, closer. oh you'll, you have the white walkers coming in yeah this character got... is finally going to cross paths with this character yes. eventually and you know what it almost seems like a uh, a fantasy or a dream concept is slowly very steadily becoming you know that's saying slowly but steadily slow yes. but steady wins the race so a lot of w- races are going to be won because these people <laughs> are going to you know meet and i just can't wait for seeing these people on the screen for the first time together this character meets this character this character reunites with this character right. just it's awesome it's such a great show and, and you know that there's already some alliances that have been built that they sort of touched on and some they did not if, at, at this last episode mm-hmm. and we know that there's going to be probably more alliances to come and then more more butting heads as well oh, as well, people are battling it out for who's actually the leader of this entire land yes so I think it'll be great. I'm looking forward to it, but I just didn't want to, I don't want to go into too much detail. Cause I feel like, I feel like getting a kickoff and saying, Hey, the first episode was great. We're excited for it. And then I think since there's only seven episodes, the next one we time we talk about it should be at the conclusion, full spoiler review at the of end. the season yeah. as a whole. Yeah. I could break down an episode for 50 yeah, minutes. I, plus. I know you can. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I like the idea of just kind of the wait and see approach. Yeah. And yeah, if you need to catch up with it, don't, Please do. Yeah, don't. Here's don't our HBO account. <laughs> Seriously, anything short of that, I would literally do for you to get up, caught up with Game of Thrones, my yep. favorite show. And I came to the party late. I don't know if I ever shared that. Seasons one through four had come and gone mm-hmm. in real time, and I was still like, nah, I just don't. That show doesn't interest me. And then a coworker is like, no, dude, I'm gonna pirate seasons one through four for you, get you caught up. And he got I think me. He did tell me that, yeah. and then you like just booked it through them all. Oh, like I. I watched them in like over the course of like two weekends. So there's so such a good show. My girlfriend Emily, there's two things that I really want to get her caught up on. She saw the that episode of Game so of Thrones with us. Context is probably and like, she what? and she said after that she's like I want to go through and I want to watch all previous six seasons, and I'm like yes let's do that. But at the same time I also want her to go through and watch Stranger Things. She hasn't done she, that yet. She hasn't seen the first season. of She Stranger is what Things. we call uninitiated. Yes, she needs. To know the goodness. I am making sure that her inner nerd comes out. Oh, we'll make a disciple of her. Or I should say, I am making sure that my Dork. inner nerd... Are you trying to make a sex thing? I was trying. Yeah. Um. So let's move on because I think that's it, right? I think we have successfully hit all the talking points we wanted to talk about. Except the things that we always end our podcast with. We have a shadow of the synopsis. And we have our awesome quote in geek history, and we take turns. This time, it's my turn to give Brandon hi the shadow of the synopsis. So, if this is your first time listening, cool. What we do is one of us will read some sort of synopsis to the other. Could be movie, video game, TV, and that person just simply has to guess what the title is. Simple. Are you ready? I am. This is a story of a family of tiny, intelligent humanoid creatures with mouse-like features who live in a house owned by the Big family. A couple of the main characters, Tom and Lucy, both insist on doing good deeds for the Big people, including a blind woman. One of the characters, the older cousin, is a pilot, 
and serves as the mail service and occasionally transport for all tiny people in the area. Another young cousin is a tantrum-prone and rebellious spoiled brat who often sabotages whatever his older cousins accomplish, only to then feel bad about it. So I'm going to stop there because I can see the look on your face. And I, I'm just, I, I'm going to leave it at that and leave it for you to see if you know what I'm talking about. Dude, actually, now that you've said more, I feel more confused. <laughs> I, I think our streak is over, man. Game over, man. I was, I have to admit, I was trying to go intentionally more difficult. Yeah, this one is right in my ass socket out of the blue. So... Um, it's going to be hard to pull this one out is what you know I'm what? trying to say. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously you didn't get this one. I actually what, what, want Can I to... still guess? Yeah. It's a book that was adapted into a movie, I want to say. Yes. Is it The Secret of Nim? No. I don't know. Is it The Littles? Yes. Oh, shut the up. The Littles, yes. That movie sucked. I thought we were only doing good stuff. It is the littles. Oh, man. Okay. Well, and it, it was a it was a TV show, not a movie. Well, then maybe they made a movie of it, but it was. I think a TV that there was show. like a movie with John Goodman or something like that, like straight up. Oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. No, I meant that. So, the littles is a series by John Peterson, and they ended up making a TV show, kind of in the uh, early '80s. I vaguely remember that. Oh yeah, they were freaks. They were, but I used to watch the show all the time. I the do littles. Remember that. Well, cool. that's a bummer. I, I technically guessed wrong the first time. I don't want to get credit for it, but it was it was there, just not what I decided to go with. You could see why it's hard for me to say much more about that. Yeah, I do remember that. Good. Cool. Right on. Well, all good things must come to an end, but the fun never stops because we'll be doing this every week, and we hope you have fun playing along with us. It's not about us being able to get it. Really, it's just a, a fun thing to spread awareness and mm-hmm. remember things of yesteryear. Ah, uh, nostalgia. Yeah, it'd be hard to do a future Shadow of the Synopsis. <laughs> Unless we're yeah. like in Minority Report, huh. which we're not. Okay. So you have uh, an awesome uh, quote for us? Yes, and it's also animated. Uh, I want to make sure that we hadn't... Because we try. I mean, and eventually we're going to borrow from the same stuff or same franchise eventually. But as vast as the geek universe is, it's funny to me. We haven't done anything yet from The Simpsons. So, Maestro, if you wouldn't mind queuing up my... Well, I mean, there's obviously just a few memorable quotes from The Simpsons over the year. Let's get YouTube on the scene here, and uh, you enjoy this awesome quote in geek history. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. All right, all right, you win. (laughs) I see you've played knifey-spoony before. I, I actually... That's one of those quotes that years, years later, I will constantly say that to, to anyone and you know what's great and most is people when, don't even know it and that's the best application yeah. of it too when 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 somebody grabs a spoon and you're just like you call that a knife <laughs> and you're just like they're like what no it's, oh, <laughs> it's a good. spoon and you're I like all right, right. i'll say you've played knifey spoonie before <laughs> which is a great game it's, so it's an australian tradition all our australian <laughs> friends play along where are you listening by the way if you're in australia please send us a spoon yeah send us you would probably want to send a us a one-star review because everything down there is opposite. So if five is tops <laughs> here, uh, one-star Australian review will take it. Ah, oh, we'll be number one. With a bullet. Where can you rate us, review us? Where can you listen to us? <laughs> Honestly, Let's get... you know what? Rate us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us. iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatica, etc. Etc. is a great cetera, podcast. But... <laughs> I like we were thinking the but same But you can thing. also, you know what? You can also shoot us an email at randomfandom cast at gmail.com yeah our website is randomfandomcast.com <laughs> yeah and, and lastly we have a twitter that we every once in a while decide we might want to tweet yeah and it's random fandom wbb which stands for with brandon and brandon so at random fandom wbb so we don't care what you give us we don't really care about you about you <laughs> this is about us we just want to know that people are enjoying it and you know what again be a part of it if you say hey how come you guys mention this but not this we like hearing from our listeners, and if you're one of them, then please feel free if that is your desire. There you have it. That is going to do it for us here. Episode 34 has concluded, and Ray. now may you go in peace. But first, I want to say that until we talk to you again, thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And I want to say, stay geeky. But what I said was more important. No, 
No, I think it's important they stay geeky because if they don't, then we lose them as listeners. Right. Yeah. All right. Bye. I win.